Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, go ahead. Take us away, bro. All right. We are live, everybody. We are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. It is your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. You guys already know what to do. It's your first time here, first time listening, first time checking us out. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the like button if you don't like it. Leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. Make sure to follow me and BD on Twitter at the Mark John NFL for me. And then at BD Williams18 for BD. And then of course, you know, we got the new announcement. We got the memberships uh that we just added guys so you know um definitely want to show you guys these packages right thank you bd for pulling that up i was pulling it up i appreciate that so uh go ahead and check out these packages we got here so we got the 3.99 you get the little emoji badges right you know uh you know what i'm saying you get your member only live chats right so that means you guys got basically get priority chats or whatever sometimes you guys can only leave a chat if you sign up right and then you got your priority reply to comments which we will do that as well with your member. We'll make sure to reply to all your comments and make sure you get that, those questions answered. And that's just three ninety nine, man. That's just you know four bucks a month. You know, it's like a it's like ESPN Plus, right? There you go. All right, and then go. we got uh, tape watchers. I mean, that's for the people who want you want that extra tape. You know, I know some people they don't like the extended forty five minute tape breakdowns that we do sometimes. So they want they want the quick eight minute thing. So you know, we'll save that for the page, right? For the for the average listener, and then you got the people who want the extended stuff. You get the individual player breakdowns. And of course, we do our members only Q and A. You know, we're gonna do those. So you guys sign up for the nine ninety nine. You get the members only Q and A. So that means that you guys are the only ones gonna get those question answers. We're gonna do that every single week from here on out. So be on the lookout for that. Be that's to be exciting. And then of course, during the season, we get those draft and free agency scouting reports when we get those. So you know, keep that we're, you know we're doing right now. I know we're close to the draft, but hey, next year you definitely to get those. And of course. You get extended game reviews and previews. So that's more like, you know, individual game reviews, more previews type of things uh, that are be extended. You know, when we do our little breakdowns and stuff, you get more raw edited content. You know what I mean? And then, of course, you know, you got BD. Me and BD love our offensive defensive charts. We're going to be doing that, um, you know, pretty much for fun anyways. So, you know, we'll go ahead and share those. You guys get those every play. Every target, every coverage, all that good stuff. You know, then we got the, uh, you know every play Carfax. You know, sometimes I know some people want to see every single pass play. Some people don't want to see every single pass play. So for the people who want to see every single pass play, every single run, whatever he does, whatever sack, every single play for the Carfax, you got that on the 1999. And then of course you got the little classroom. You know, me and BD go over coverages. Um, plays we'll go over some tosser whatever these earnhardt perkins plays we'll go over these run run concepts whatever in the classroom in depth on in-depth videos there and then of course i'll do my nfl weekly qb breakdowns i like to do anyways so you know we'll go ahead and do those on the channel and we'll watch some other quarterbacks and you guys can maybe learn who's really as good as they say they are and who's really not as good as they say are right so definitely have that on the outlook so definitely check out check out all those for the memberships Definitely got the link uh, 
in the in the description, I believe. Probably get that in there in a second if it's not there. So definitely check that out, guys. Um, and if it's uh, not there, remember. hit refresh. Hit refresh if it's not there. We just put it up. You know, um, Todd Clements became a YouTube. Look at that already. Yeah, Todd, I appreciate Clements. you, Todd. Right. I appreciate you, Todd. Appreciate you, Todd. So yeah, appreciate all, all the love that you guys have showed us before anyway so definitely all the listeners helping us get over 7k subscribers so definitely appreciate you guys all right so we're here but we're talking draft guys right we're still talking draft we're uh looking at some of the players that might come up uh dave ziegler's had his press conference very interesting uh you know bd uh you know we were talking about that and uh it was very interesting it's a lot of stuff he said i really liked him talking about best player available that was uh, some great stuff to talk about. That whole quote, that whole cool, the whole, the whole spiel he went on, man, that was amazing. So I, I, I liked that thought process, but also made me think like, man, maybe we're overthinking like these corners and these t- and these players that we're looking at, and they're just, they're just gonna take the best player that's there. So you know, <laughs> you know yes. Uh, so you know, and, and but here's the thing with that, we we have an idea because Ziggler comes from the Patriots. Like Daniels comes from the Patriots. Patrick Graham used to coach at the Patriots. We have a kind of idea based off the past. Yeah. But until we start seeing these guys draft and putting together the, like their own stamp on it, a way like their Raiders stamp on this, we're just prognosticating and we're just doing our best to honestly fill up content for the listeners and for the audience and everything like that, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we are overthinking it for sure, you know, but uh, I think we're going to, you know, in the coming years – we're gonna have a you know um, a better a better idea basically you know of what's going on uh, yeah, with, yeah, with these guys. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, just just that comment and kind of that thought process. I feel like Zeeler's in control though. I don't think McDaniel's has that much say. I think he has say, but I don't think he has the last word. I think Zeeler's in full control, man. I, I think you could tell by the way he carried himself at the press conference that it's really his scouting department. He ain't talking about they're already getting ready for the the, the next draft. You know what I mean? So. Um, I mean, which maybe kind of tells us that their board's done, right? I mean, if they're looking at the next draft, their board's pretty much done. They they've kind of feel like going into the draft, they already really know what they're going to do, especially if they're already getting ready for the next draft. I mean, why would you do that unless you already have your board done? So uh, uh, it's just interesting that those, that conversation, though, that, you know, we talked about a lot about players falling, right? If So we already know right now somebody special falls is based from that, off that press conference. I think they're either going to be aggressive to go get them or right. they're going to take them at best player available. doesn't matter what position that we think they are. So, you know, I mean, they might end up taking Sam Howell 86 if he falls that far. We don't know. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I mean, they might take Sam Howell. They're like, what the hell? They're like, why they take Sam Howell? It's like, well, the highest player on their board and he's there at 86 and, you know, he could – definitely be a backup development quarterback. So, um, so, you know, it's just things like that. I mean, that, that's what I kind of want to got from the press conference. I don't know. I know, I know you didn't really see that much of it, BD, but I just don't stop that thought process. What do you think? I saw, so I saw the part where he said um, that they already have their board done and they're working on the next draft. I thought that that was interesting. I don't know if that's necessarily how every, how every franchise does it, you know, um, that was definitely uh, uh an eyebrow razor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, like they have their work done. Um, they already, they already know, like they have a limited number of picks and, and you're right. Maybe they might try to package some of these picks and move up in the draft. You know, we will see. Uh, and if that's the case, then there'll be even fewer picks that they'll have this year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, besides, you know, that 
the draft board and the best player available. Is there any other takeaways that you had? No, from... I mean, it's, it's just GM talk. You know, you know yeah. usual GM, you know, yeah, the best player, versatility. We love versatility. You know, all that uh, typical GM stuff. But, I mean, I know they love versatility. Well, uh, another interesting thing that they talked to, uh, he said, though, I will bring up is that he talked about how they don't look at um, the talent first, really. He said they look at the person, the his person football intelligence, his character, and all those things before. And then they look at the tape. Like, they want to know the guy. Yeah. They want to know his football intelligence, like the things. Know that he's low maintenance, which I thought was an interesting comment. He said low maintenance. We want low maintenance players. <laughs> but it, it makes it makes sense. It makes sense yeah. when you're in Vegas, you know, mm-hmm. first of all. For, um, for sure. And the, but the other funny thing about it is like the first thing, thing that he said was we want to make sure they love football. Gruden always said that. Yeah. Like we want to make get players who love football, you know. So uh, on one hand, yeah, that, that's cool to hear. But I think every GM will say that. It yeah. we'll, we'll see if they really stick to their guns on that, though. That's because if if they get a great talent that falls, you know, to 86 but they don't know if that guy loves football. Are they, again, are they going to pick him just because the talent is too good? That's yeah. when, you know, a GM really has to like, are, are, we, are we really going to stick by our guns right now and trust our process? Or are we going to get antsy because we see this, you know, phenomenal talent, this phenomenal athlete and these, you know, yeah. in our crosshairs here. So we are going to find out if, if Ziggler really means it. Yeah. Cause there's um, some players that I think, you know, might fall to 86 that have a lot of buzz right now, uh, have a lot of buzz right now. You know, one of them is Perry on Winfrey. He's got a lot, a little bit of character issues. You know, I talked to you about some of his character issues that I heard from the Senior Bowl, um, just you know, talking to people and you know, networking and you know, some of the things I heard about him. So, but he is somebody that might be higher on their board. That if he's there at eighty six, you know, do they? That's the low maintenance thing. Do they take that guy? Do they decide? Basically, so that that that'll be a big test to me if he falls because I I think there's a chance just because you know I I read some Bob McGinn Bob McGinn. He does a pretty good article. He talks to scouts. He's been doing it for like 30 years, right? I mean, he does, he does an article every year for 30 years. So, you know, he has some really good scout. You know, I mean, maybe some of those guys are outdated now, but, <laughs> you know, they still get their thoughts, right? And they brought up his character issues like right away. So that tells me that, you know, he might be there at 86 and he's a really explosive player. Are they just going to pull the trigger on somebody like that? That will tell us a lot, in my opinion. So we'll see because I don't yeah. think he'll last in Las Vegas. Okay. Well, we have, we're going to see how uh, how far away is the draft? Less than ten days. Oh, it's a week now. from now. No, it's a week. It's a week no, it's, from it's now. next. Oh yeah, next Thursday, bro. Yeah. Next Thursday. Okay. Yeah. So eight days. Eight days from now, the draft is coming. Um, mm-hmm. We got a question here from a member egalitarian two hundred seven. He's asking me what your thoughts on Nick Cross. I don't know if Dave Ziegler will draft him. Great question though, because I'm covering Nick Cross today in the breakdown, so you're going to see my thoughts. Look at you, Galatarian, you're, you're way ahead of me, man. <laughs> Look I at that. see you, bro. Look at that. Look at you. that. So, all right. So, yeah. so, so let's get yeah. let's get to what you're covering. Good today. transition. Good transition, uh-huh. yes. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the safeties that I think are going to be available in rounds three, four, five, six, and seven, or a safety in each round that I think will be available there. And I'm just gonna go through their tape. Talk about you know some things that I noticed uh, from from watching film. Not saying that the Raiders should pick them, but guys who I think would be there in, in that round. And if the Raiders do take them, kind of giving you a little preview into that player on the field. Um, so yeah, but looking at safeties today, what about you, bro? 
Uh, I'm looking at tight ends, which people are going to be like, oh, we raise your eyebrows, right? I was wondering Marcus doing a in-depth on tight ends. But, I mean, they brought a, uh, some tight ends in and some visits. And I think it's more about Foster Moreau than it, is, it has anything to do with uh, Darren Waller. I think, you know, Foster Moreau has really struggled blocking last year. I mean, I think any fan could notice that. You know, a lot of those blocks, I mean, the Trey Hendricks, the fumble, in the playoffs, I mean, that's all Foster Moreau trying to block Trey Hendrickson, which I still don't understand. When you watch tape all year, is it? But, um, you know, <laughs> there's stats out there, man. You know he's not blocking well. So I think it's more about him because, you know, I'm sure the Patriots came in there and watched some tape and like, this guy can't block um, and he can't catch. But you know, what are we going to do with him? So he can move, though. <laughs> he can move. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Foster Rowe, Foster Rowe caught everything until he was a starter. And yeah. then stopped, <laughs> and he started dropping everything. It, didn't, it made no sense. So um, He had a down year. He had a down year last year. He had a really down year. So I don't know. Like uh, I think they're going to draft somebody to kind of put a little, you know, fire kick in his butt. Yeah. Kick his, right. Yeah, a little fire, you know, kick a little fire in him. Uh, and I think, you know, I brought up some – I went really blocking here. Right. I mean, there's one guy who I think is a freak, which I'm going to show. I kind of did a little preview on Twitter, but I mean, you know, I got a freak in there, but I don't know where he's going to go. He probably won't be there, but I I can't say that he's a tight end. Tight ends, you know, they're not a really high value position, but I mean, he's a freak. But I'm really looking at more blocking guys because that's what I really think they're looking at. Um, You Mm. know, just looking at James Mitchell, Isaiah Likely. I did a breakdown. I'm not going to show Isaiah Likely because I got a breakdown of him already up but uh it means Isaiah likely he runs a four eight i mean he he's a he blocks but he's probably he yes. blocks he's a monster blocker and that's what i'm gonna show some of those guys uh who, who have a little bit of upside with um you know pass catching and stuff like that um but mostly just sticking to the the blocking guys because that's what I think they're looking for they're looking for a second guy who can block so darren waller doesn't have to yeah there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what they're looking for. They're looking yeah, for somebody yeah. that Darren, so Darren Waller could always be a weapon. I feel like, like even if they want to yeah. bring him from tight end or you know have him ro- run from the Y, right? They want him to, to run from the Y or whatever. Um, th- they could have him there, right? But he doesn't have to block. But if they want a tight end to block and they want to get Darren Waller involved, they can still keep him out there. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's 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 uh, I think it's more. So basically, it. you're saying if in that in that event where they got Waller out there, right, mm-hmm. and but they want to run the ball, you're saying Foster Moreau is not that guy right now no. as a blocker. <laughs> no, at all, man. I mean, he got his chance, bro. It's, could, could look, cause, just keep it real. I mean, we all thought going into the season, we thought Foster Moreau. If Darren Waller went down, we had Foster Moreau. It would be okay. I mean. I feel like every Raiders fan probably thought that. I mean, you guys have mentioned in the comments. We probably all thought that, okay, if Darren Waller went down, right, we'd be okay. But it didn't end up that way with Foster yeah. I don't know what happened. He just decided he can't catch anymore. And he can't take contested catches. You know, he's dropping passes. They're getting intercepted. And, you know, all these type of things that was happening with him. And then, and then he had bad uh, year blocking all year. So um, that's why I think they're looking at tight ends. Because I think they're, they're trying to get – they don't want Darren Waller to block, right? They want Darren Waller to play the killer role. I'm not going to say his name. I'm just going to call him the killer. They're, 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 <laughs> they want him to play the role. <laughs> they want wow. him to play that role. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so they want him to do that. And then, uh, um, and you know, have 
somebody else played a kind of smaller Gronk role because there's no Gronks in this draft. There's no Gronks alive. So no, nope, uh, yeah, so, Gronk's the only Gronk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I did go in there. It's kind of funny. But anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, so what, what should we get into first, BD? Um, uh, it's up to you. Heads or tails? You know, I can go. Yeah, you go. I mean, safety is more interesting than tight ends, anyways. Let's, let's look at some safeties. We already got a question about it, so uh, okay. you know, I got a question about Brian Edwards. I'm actually gonna do a Brian Edwards breakdown because uh, I, I I keep getting questions about him, so I'm gonna do it. You know, yeah, we're, we're gonna check out some Brian Edwards targets here soon, guys, um, because uh, you know, you know, he's got Devonte Adams coming in. Maybe he he gets inspired by Devonte the way it works. You know, because I, I I think Brian Edwards is a little he's just a little like kind of relaxed. He's a relaxed guy. Right. Fun. Likes to have fun. Oh, there's the cat right there. There's the cat. <laughs> the cat. I, I decided to leave the door open so, so the cat's not meowing outside the door the entire time. And now this is why I <laughs> close the door. Just freaking cat. <laughs> all right, bro. Let's let's get it. Let's get all it. All right, all right. Let me jump into it here. All right. So I'm gonna be looking at safeties, like I said, who I think are gonna be available in each round that the Raiders have a pick in. Okay. So first things first, going over. Kirby Joseph, round five, round three, round three. The pros for Kirby Joseph, coverage, got great instincts, fantastic, incredible range, probably best in class range. Um, the question marks, tackling, and the reason why I put a question mark is because they, the guy just doesn't get in on any tackles, honestly. You know, um, it's clear that he doesn't want to tackle. But, well, uh, we'll go through his coverage plays first. This is an interesting one. He's He's – the he's going to turn into the post safety here okay and he's got a double he's got a double post and watch him read through the first post run past it get to the second post elevate break that pass up i mean this is an incredible play incredible range for him to get all the way over there across the uh the entire formation break that pass up phenomenal this guy's uh got a killer killer range Here's a play there in a cover zero blitz. He's on a tight end number 99 here in the slot. And you see him in a half turn. He gets moved. He gets moved way too much. Oh, he's beat. This is a touchdown. He's given up a touchdown here. But look at him finish. And not only does he finish, but he gets the interception. This is one of the most freaky interceptions that I've seen on tape this year. Just like, look how dejected number 99 is. He was like, oh, my God, I thought I had a touchdown right here. Let's look at it from, <clears throat> excuse me, the sideline. Look at 99. This is a touchdown. This is look at him. Okay. Kirby Joseph comes in, plays through the hands all the way through contact, and comes down with this combat catch. Incredible play here. Obviously, he was beat at first. And the difference here, if we go back, the difference here is if this is Trayvon Merrick, Trayvon Merrick is not getting beat inside. And the ball would, would just never be thrown because he'd be in perfect position. Kirby Joseph has some incredible recover, recovery speed. Now, um, here's another one I want to show you guys. I put some of these on Twitter because when, when I first saw this, I was just flabbergasted. So Kirby Joseph right now, they are in a blitz look. Okay, It looks like a cover zero blitz. He's a free safety. He's down in the B gap. Okay, The ball is hiked. He's on the line of scrimmage when the ball is hiked. And watch him just get back here in the in the post, deeper than the deepest man from the line of scrimmage. This guy can move. This guy can really move. Um, here's another one right here. 
it just shows you his coverage chops. They're in a cover two look, and he is the whole player. He's the high hole player in this cover two look. Okay, and watch him pass that 86 off to the safety and get back into this passing lane. Great, great job zone maintenance and very difficult to throw against. Now, this is really the bread and butter, and this is why he's the number one safety in this breakdown. He's in the middle of the field, okay? He gets a break on this from the middle of the field. gets to the sideline. High points, interception. This is rare talent to, to be able to do this from the middle of the field. We're going to look at it from the end zone, okay? He's going to be even with the quarterback. The quarterback gives him a pump fake, and he knows as soon as that pump fake doesn't come out, he knows, oh, I'm going the opposite way. And you see him break on the ball before, right, before the quarterback even gets the ball out. And that's why he's able to get this interception, okay? That's a fantastic, fantastic talent, okay? And that's why he's in my number one. We got that little overlay in the way here. So I'm talking about round four right now. Here, let me try to get this overlay off. There we go. Uh, okay, so I'm talking about round four. Nick Cross. Someone asked me in the comments about Nick Cross. I like Nick Cross. Okay, I think he's a plus for tackling. I think he's got some man-to-man -man ability, and he's got great speed. My only question really is his processing, and there's there's going to be one play that I'll show that kind of highlights that. Now, first of all, Nick Cross, he's got man on the tight end. Tight end's in the backfield. You see him. Great positioning right here. He knows, hey. I don't need to flip my head around the opposite way and pin him to the sideline and try to play to the pylon. This is a tight end. It's going back shoulder. So he plays that back shoulder beautifully right there. Um, fantastic move. Here's another one. Here he is. He's in a, they're in a cover zero look. Okay. Or maybe a quarters look. And this is Chris Olave right here in the slot. And you see him leverage step. Okay. Shuck him, get, get a little reroute and just blanket Chris Olave here. That's a great coverage rep. Here's another one on a tight end. He's going to go ahead and break on this. You see just the explosive ability that he has to break and then to combat catch this high point. It looked like the tight end caught it, but he was out of bounds. Okay, Trust me when I tell you the referee rolled it in incompletion. Okay, So great coverage uh, from Nick Cross. I think we've got some good coverage ability here. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about, okay, here's another one. Here he is, again, blanketing a tight end. I think his ability to play man-on-man -on, -man on tight ends is definitely a plus. Now, here's a question mark I have for Nick Cross. I, and this is something I saw pop up a few times. We're going to go ahead and get a out route here. Okay, from 86, he's running a flat route just to the uh, goal line. Okay, and Cross has to just get outside of this really quick and he's just so hesitant and it's just like you can't do that like that was just the easiest pitch and catch for a touchdown that you'll ever see right there um and cross needs to know i'm the most outside guy i need to get outside of this i can't get picked off um very questionable call as well from the defense um but what i really uh like about Nick cross as well is his ability to come forward and tackle okay here's an here's a uh play right here um he comes inside of this he gets chipped by this little tight end or whoever this is, this wide receiver out there, almost falls on the ground, gets his foot on the ground. <laughs> okay, you see he has the athleticism to get up off the ground. Explosion, they burst to make that play. Okay, fantastic, uh, fantastic ability right there. Here's another one. 
watch him just come and just like a bulldozer, just throw his body around. You'll see that a lot from Nick Cross. Okay. So I do like him. I think that there's some questions with his processing, but other than that, I think he's a pretty clean prospect. Um, similar to maybe like a Tyree Gillespie uh, coming out last year. Now my round five safety, Smoke Monday. Great name. Great name. Okay. Biggest thing with Smoke Monday. He's a big guy. He's a long guy. Listed as 6'2". I'm sure his arm length is, is super long. Okay. I think he has the ability to potentially be a matchup player, meaning a guy who can come in, play man on tight ends, be a blitzer, um, be used interestingly in the in, in the defense. I think he's a plus run defender and probably one of the most fierce hitters in this draft. Okay. The cons are his instincts and honestly, his coverage ability is almost non-existent. Okay. So number 21, we see him right here, comes on a blitz, beats that guy, gets in on that tackle. Okay. One thing about Smoke Monday, he wants all the smoke. Here he is, opposite side of the run. The run's going to go. It's a counter the opposite way. Watch the way he hits this guy. Just like this guy is hitting him like he owes him money. Oh, my God. This collid The collisions that this guy, Smoke Monday, gets into. Pretty nasty. Here's another one. He's going to come uh, come in off of blitz, beats 85, gets a sack on the best quarterback, best football player in college football right there, Bryce Young. Um, so I like his ability potentially to be used as like a J-Ron Curse type of player, a matchup defender, a dime linebacker in a defensive, which is why I have him as a round five player, okay? Here he is. He's going to play some man coverage on a tight end. He has the length to be able to do this, to be able to, you know, ride this guy, play press on tight ends, and, you know, smother them. But there's too much of this on Smoke Monday's film, and this is why I'm talking about a day three pick for him. Okay, you see him here wearing cover three. You got to pedal here. You got to pedal here. You can't turn and play in a half turn in the middle, okay? Look at the corner over here. Do we all see? What is he doing? He's pointing to the cross. He's telling Smoke Monday, hey, fall. you need to nail down on that. I'm going to overlap to your to your position. He's pointing, he's pointing, he's pointing, he's pointing. No one is coming off. Big play, okay? Smoke Monday not understanding the adjustment, okay? Here's another one. Um, this is really interesting to me. He's in, he's on the goal line. Okay. You see him here. There's two guys over here. What does he do? He comes off and he doesn't run the back in line. <sighs> Just gives up an easy touchdown in the back of the end zone. Here's another one. We got man coverage. Oh, we're both going to cover the same guy. No one's covering 84 down the seam. This is just an easy throw and catch. There's too much of this on film for Smoke Monday. So I'm, I am questionable about his ability to cover. I, I want him in the box blitzing. Playing the run, I think he could be effective there in spurts for a defense. That's why I got him as a round five, okay? Now, a guy that I caught, that caught my eye when I was watching Jalen Petre was the cover safety, the free safety in this scheme, JT Woods, okay? I like him in coverage. I like his tackling. I think we got he's got questionable athleticism and coordination, and his technique is really all over the place, okay? So this is why we got him as a round six safety in, in, in my book. Okay, here, here's one play. When we're talking about round six safeties, we're talking about guys who are going to be really contributing on special teams. Can they make open field tackles? Here's an example of him coming down, making a great open field tackle against TCU. Um, so he can do that. Okay, here, here's another one. He's going to break on the ball. You see his back pedal is just – his back pedal is so high. Okay, his break is not good looking. But he got some power in it, okay, and he could tackle, okay? 
so I, I like that. Now, here we go. Here he is on the top of the screen. We're going to see him make this kind of a, a, a gimme interception here on an overthrow. I think the majority of his interceptions that he had this year, he had five interceptions were that kind of looked like this, which is why even though he had five interceptions, he's not being very well regarded as a prospect. Um, but there's just some things here that are interesting. Here's one. They're going to double. Okay, him and Jalen Petre have a double on this slot, on the number two here, okay? And you're on the goal line. You can't start backing up into the end zone. What are you doing here? Like, that is an easy, like, Jalen Petre has the out. You have the in. Keep your feet hot on the goal line. As soon as you see this wide receiver break in, bam, you need to be here. And now maybe you have a chance to disrupt that or even get an interception right there. Questionable instincts, and I saw that a lot on film from him. And now my round seven guy, Reed Blankenship. Okay, he's the guy that I heard about last year. Didn't watch him. I finally got around to watching him this year. One thing that really popped off to me, technique is flawless. Incredible technician. His backpedal, his brakes, everything is textbook. You could tell he's probably the son of a coach, the way that he, that way that, uh, he plays football. And he's also a really, really sound tackler. Okay, My questions about him are just the burst that he has, the athleticism that he has. Um, I think is questionable. Um, and some sometimes he has some questionable processing. Now, here's an example. Look at his pet. Look at this pedal. Look at his feet. Ugh. Uh, he gets he gets his hand on, he gets that contact key so he can find the ball in the air. Okay. Tries to get that interception. The ball was thrown out of bounds. Here's another one. Just fantastic technique. Watch his feet. Easy pedal, patient feet, gets the break on the ball. And then look, when he gets here, he turns, pins the wide receiver and runs the route for him. I think if he's a better athlete, this is an interception. He's going to be able to track that down in the air and get there. He has to and have the juice to get there. But alas, we don't see that from Reed Blankenship. Here's another one. Um, I think it's a really good looking play here. Okay, we're going to stay over the top. But then, oh, he sees that the quarterback is throwing the other post, so he comes off of it. Okay, similar play to maybe what we saw from Kirby Joseph. Okay, and uh, being able to get in that passing window definitely disrupt that wide receiver from, from making that. Now, here's the limitations, okay? If he is not perfect, you see him make this, take this false step right here, and look how much space we have, okay? You should be able to recover, but he's not able to recover because he doesn't have the athleticism. So if his technique is not perfect, he's getting beat. And so that's the question that I have with Reblankenship. But I don't have a question about his ability to tackle. So here he is. He's going to come down. Okay, quick little throw, and we're in the end. It's very rare for him to miss a tackle. I mean, I think he has like 500 tackles in his career. Incredible number of tackles. He's like a five-year player from Middle Tennessee. Okay, here's another one. Comes down from him, bam, just folds that guy over. Here's another one. Quick little, quick little throw to the slot right here, and watch. He's the slot's gonna try to put a move on him. No, I'm throwing you down like a rodeo clown throws down the calf or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so those are my safeties right there. And I got into the nitty gritty because Raiders obviously don't have a uh, first or second round pick. So mm -hmm. the Lewis signs and the Kyle Hamiltons and the Jaquan Briskers, you know, obviously aren't going to be there, you know, uh, when the Raiders, uh, you know, get down to picking in the third round, you know, so that's the reason why I, um, that's why I looked at these, you know, later round safeties. So yeah. Um, any takeaways from that? Anything you want to, talk about before we get anywhere like that i mean i thought it was interesting you did feature uh kirby joseph because i didn't know if he'd be somebody there that'd be there at 86 but i mean what I do you think 
what what have you heard? Because I haven't heard too much about Kirby Joseph. Uh, I, you know, I've heard Kirby. A lot of people like Kirby Joseph to be a lot higher. I know. A lot, I know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some safety rankings. I know he's pretty high. Like Bucky Brooks has him really high. I think Daniel Jeremiah is pretty high on him. Um, yeah. But- so when I did this, I was looking at a few different um, websites, publications, you know, rankings, yeah. and he was consistently ranked like seventh or eighth safety. You know, okay. so I'm okay. thinking, yeah, I'm thinking may, maybe round three, that would be like optimistic, but maybe that's a situation where a team would have to trade up if he's still there and, and you know, okay. trade up to the beginning of round three. Um, but yeah, if he goes in round two, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, like I said, there's some rare plays on there. Best in class range, really, at safety mm-hmm. position this year. You saw it. That's an NFL play from the middle of the field getting to the sideline on a, on a fade ball and getting that interception, breaking before the quarterback even gets the ball out. That's what you want to see from an NFL safety. He's already doing that. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, if he goes before around there, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, because, I mean, I think a lot of people have him over Brister. That's why you mentioned, you know, Brister. <laughs> 86 was like, like, a lot of people have him over Brister that, you know, because, um, you know, somebody just mentioned, like, Jeremiah having the top five. So, um that's why I thought you had having Joseph in the breakdown was interesting to me. It kind of showed your thoughts about Joseph, like overall compared to other players. So that's why I was like, oh. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, it's like when you look at these guys, Marcus Williams, Justin Simmons, uh, even like Jesse Bates, where do they get drafted? Second. They're all like third, second, third round guys, you know, and now they're like premier safeties in the NFL, okay? But what do they do? They just play in the post. Are they Jesse Bates is a great tackler, but those other guys, Anthony Harris, right? Yeah, phenomenal post safeties. All right, but do they tackle? You know, and and honestly, I can't, I go through. I've been through four games. Okay, I can't find Kirby making a tackle. So I don't know if he wants to tackle or what the deal is with him. You know, um, if because if if we saw like some great physical tackles and you know mm-hmm. like coming down and doing all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, this is a first round pick almost, you know? Yeah. But he plays it, he plays at Illinois and you know, they they were terrible, they were trash this year. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, but you know, um, you know, Smoke Monday. I was gonna watch him as because I just like his name, but it was just interesting. He showed a lot of his his bus, which would um make him uh, definitely a fifth round pick for sure. Later and uh yeah. but I, you know, I thought Reed Blake shit that was an interesting uh breakdown too, just somebody that is just probably just steady, you know. what I mean, just probably just kind of. He's maxed out. Around. He's as good as he's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like you can't like at least for JT Woods, you could say, oh, he needs to clean up his technique. He's got to clean up his back pedal. You know, uh, his transitions. You know, okay, so there's a path for him to get better. How could replay it? Should get better. He's already perfect with his technique. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know, and I don't know if he's got great athleticism. He wasn't even invited to the combine, uh, despite being like the NCAA leader in tackles in like the last like four years or whatever it is, right? So clearly, yeah. the NFL doesn't yeah. think very highly of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't get he didn't go to the Senior Bowl. You know what I mean? Like he oh, went to the wow. Senior Bowl or nothing like that. So that's interesting. Middle Tennessee State. That's Sun Belt or Conference USA? Uh, it doesn't matter because. Barely anyone comes out of those. Like, if you look at the number of NFL players from Conference USA or Sunbelt, right? Mm -hmm. There's more D2 players in the NFL than than there are from the Sunbelt. So, 
like it's it's a, a it's a really bad league to have NFL experience or like to have that level of competition and then come to the NFL. Uh, both of those, you know, Sunbelt and Conference USA. Exactly. Uh, so somebody's asking what's going to happen to Tyreek Gillespie. So I, I hope that, you know, he's in the mix and I hope that, you know, the, the best man wins the safety opposite Trayvon Merrick spot, you know, um, I'll do it. I'll, maybe I'll do a Deron Harmon breakdown. I really think that he's, I, I really think that Deron Harmon is Trayvon Merrick's backup. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I don't think that yeah. he's brought in to play opposite and start, you know, um, because he's never really been a starter in the NFL, except for like the last like two years. And that yeah, was like Lions. probably because of, yeah, right. Yeah, with Patricia. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I mean, even like when he was like playing um, for uh, for the Patriots, he was a sub player only, right? And he, he would come in and you play like deep safety and like certain looks, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, and then also just like watching his film, he's like, it's clear that this man is on his last legs in the NFL, very slow, probably one of the slowest safeties that I've seen. So, I mean, it's like having Reggie Nelson back there again, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, not, not really, uh, uh, excited about Deron Harmon. I would be much more excited about Tyree Gillespie playing there, or even just trying to be optimistic about Jonathan Abram getting the start. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like Gus Bradley just refused to play some young guys last year that he just didn't want to put out there because I still I still don't understand why Malcolm Coombs didn't get more snaps. So that really confused me more than anything. Like just the pass rush productivity that he was getting, you figured he would have got a lot more snaps at the end of the year, even though you know even if he had some some uh, problems against the run. I mean, I know Braden Smith beasted him but it was just interesting how Gus Bradley didn't really play some of those younger guys like you know, why why play I mean I guess whatever down love it I don't know whatever anyways anything else <laughs> anything else we need any uh safeties or thoughts um I mean I'll probably save that for another episode talk about Kyle Hamilton my top safeties and Lewis signs you know okay. um the 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 gap between them is not as great as I think some people might think. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'll probably save that for maybe like one of the member videos. Okay. Uh, I got uh, a question uh, here from a Galatarian. Again, what's up, bro? He says, what are your thoughts on Roger McCreary? Do you think Dave Ziegler will draft him? Um, I like McCreary enough. I think maybe he's like the second, third round corner. Um, probably, probably a second round guy. He yeah. reminded me a lot on film of Rock Yassin. So that's mm. like like they move very similar. They got kind of like this bow-legged, these bow-legged corners. Um, so I, I think that it's I think that he fits like a, a prototype of what is already on the roster. So if that's what the goal is to get multiple corners that are kind of like the same uh, athletic profile and same build and same style. Then yeah, like that makes sense to get a guy like Roger McCurry, but I don't know if he's going to be available by the by eighty six. I would I would yeah. guess no. Yeah, exactly. And I agree with Oakland fan that Yannick Ngakwe definitely looked tired. Looked like he put too much weight on for sure. All right, <laughs> for sure. All right. Uh, so let's get into these tight ends, man. Um, you know, I know tight ends is not that exciting, but um, we got we got we're ready to get some. Uh, Blocking here. We're getting we're a lot of blockers. A lot of blocking. 
because you know, tech, I mean, to be real, a tight end is basically an offensive lineman that runs routes. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, I mean, when you evaluate them, I mean, blocking is a big part of their evaluation. So, you know, when you when you look at tight ends, I mean, that's that's you, they got to block too, right? But you know, these days you have a lot of these move tight ends that kind of just you know sometimes they don't block at all. I like guess we got Cole Turner who's coming out this year. That's why I didn't really cover him because he didn't. I, I mean, there's no he ran the air raid, so he didn't block at all because they didn't run the ball. So I'm uh, shocked they even had a tight end on the field at all. Yeah, I mean, raid. but hey, hey. Uh, but I, to be honest, I mean, this is a really good blocking tight end draft. I mean, there's a lot of guys that can block. Like one guy I didn't cover is Trey McBride. I mean, Trey McBride. Now that's a. I don't know where he's going to go, but that dude, he was outside beating press coverage. So, <laughs> and he was pancaking, tack, he was pan, pan, uh, pancaking defensive ends. Mm. So, um, I know he's not going to be there at 86. Just, I know damn well. I mean, he shouldn't from what I watched on tape. That dude's basically a weapon, right? I mean, he has a, kind of the, the, the route running skills of, uh, I mean, of Darren Waller, in my opinion, he got the route running skills of Darren Waller, but he blocks like, I mean, he's pancaking people. It was crazy. So I, I was like, because, you know, I left the senior bowl, you know, people were kind of hating on him because he didn't create too much separation of the senior bowl. But, you know, when I, when I watched him on tape, I was like, oh, my God, yeah, he, there's no way. There's no damn way. He'd be people like, love this separation type. They're tight ends. <laughs> I know, but he's catching everything. Separation. <laughs> what are you talking about? As we, there, people are like, well, I mean, yeah, you see, they're all contested catches. I mean, they want Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, he's a tight end. What do you mean? They're contested catches. That's his job. I don't know. See, but when I watched him on film, bro, yeah, he literally would line up outside against press coverage and beat people on slants. And it wasn't like, it was basically like the separation that Darren Waller gets that, you know, if I make a good throw, Darren Waller's catching the ball because it's going to yeah. be a good throw and he has the body position. And that's what Trey McBride is. He doesn't, he doesn't drop anything. Yeah, he that's to me that's a like top level second round first round tight end, but so that's why I cover him. But that's probably yeah. my number one tight end that I watched. He's probably my tight end one for the whole draft. It's Trey McBride. That dude's a monster for sure. But we're covering the blockers today because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for some blocking guys because you know they brought in James Mitchell. Uh, they brought in another tight end. Uh, like I said, uh, what's his name? I just can't think of his name right now. But he goes to Coastal Carolina. He blocks. That's really all he does is block. So we're looking at the blocking guys um, and a couple of my favorites. And uh, there's one I really like that I'm going to show at the end that I really think is kind of fits the exact mold of what they want as a tight end too. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. All right, so we'll start with the first guy, which is James Mitchell. Uh, from Virginia Tech, he came in for a visit, so we definitely want to cover James here. Uh, he didn't play really at all this year. Had a, uh, an injury, I think it was a knee injury that kind of kept him out for the whole season. Only played two games, so that's why you don't see any of these kind of workout numbers, right? So he's definitely somebody that maybe they brought in to try to see what is wrong with his injuries that so they're interested in. But he's is a pretty good blocker, and you can see why his bench, eighteen bench, right there for Ted is pretty good. So we're gonna watch. James a little bit here. See 82 right here, right? You kind of see just good willing blocker. I mean, it's a little safety right there. But, I mean, he really didn't get a lot of targets. That's what I'm talking about. A lot of these tight ends that we're watching today, I mean, they don't get a lot of targets. We'll get later on. We'll get to, into more of the target guys. We see right here, 
Another good block from, from James right here on the safety. Doesn't get beat a lot on blocks. This is somebody that's not going to get beat by a lot of players when he's making blocks. See you here right here one time. Always kind of in position to make blocks. This is an awesome run right there from number nine. But you kind of see him right here once again on this block. Another good block on the kind of the reach block right here on the outside zone a little bit. Inside zone. So see James, he definitely has a lot of talent in the blocking ability, right? But it's just not amazing blocking ability. But he really doesn't add too much as a wide receiver. That's why I really don't uh, – I'm not a big fan of him. And he's probably like a late seventh round – maybe fifth round type of player because you just don't see the route running from him or the kind of the speed to kind of benefit to have a fourth round or even a fifth round pick in my opinion i feel like this is definitely a seventh round tight end especially with the injury history maybe an undrafted so you kind of you, you really know they just brought him in to kind of see what's happening because you know there's no separation there's no speed there and he's healthy okay so you know you kind of can see from this side too Right. And then even with this little yak play, I mean, I really showed this because maybe show a little bit of yak ability, but it's kind of, I don't know what the tackle, I don't know what this guy was doing with this tackle. This is kind of embarrassing. So I don't know what's happening there. But I mean, James Mitchell, he's basically just a blocker and he's not even that great of a blocking. I mean, there was really nothing exciting with the blocking there. It was kind of just, he kind of just got in the way, which I mean, from tight end, I mean, you kind of want that sometimes too, but now we're ready to get into the to the to the monsters and Jalen uh, Weidermeyer. He's terribly athletically, as you can see, he runs a five point zero two. He has a twenty five inch vert, but man, can this guy block? So you got six four two fifty five, and this is the definition of somebody that I think what the new coaching staff is looking for. So this is against Will Anderson. I mean, this is one of the best defensive ends in football you kind of see the, the the technique that he has right and the power he has to able to hold a player of that caliber right that's a little bit maybe you call that holding you know there's no flag but still that just the ability to hold that kind of block on that type of player kind of shows his blocking ability again so you see it here look at him picking up a blitz perfectly great technique perfect hand perfect hand placement he's like another lineman right perfect setup allows a quarterback to make a good throw Right. And then, then, you know, you can get a little bit from him from him from a wide receiver position. Right. And, you know, what I thought was super interesting about his athleticism. Right. Is that he's he, he's pretty smooth with this route. So you see right here, I mean, it's not a lot of effort. There's not a lot of steps there when he's making that route to come back to the football. It didn't come back to him. The, the ball didn't go to him. But, you know, you see a little bit of that type of athleticism that well, he doesn't have the athleticism on the combine. But you see his route running ability is a little different on tape. So let's watch this block, too, right here. He kind of springs a nice little run on this block as well. Watch him get up to the linebacker. Like I said, good pad level, right? Good technique, hands inside, good base, right? Perfect block for a tight end, right? Moves that linebacker. And this is what I'm talking about. It's a route runner, right? He has great hands, able to... It, he's like five 5.02, huh? It's a little weird. I don't know what that. It doesn't look like that on tape. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and so I, I think this guy, like in the fifth round, this is, this is what I'm talking about. The, the A guy who can come in and maybe get some targets, not get a, a whole lot of targets, but is able to block, right? Able to come in 
and be a good blocker. And you, like I said, like, I mean, he's even getting deep here. As I don't know if this 5.02 is coming. From he is hurt. He was hurt at the combine. He was hurt. At the uh, is, is that what it was? Okay. It has to be. It has, I don't know for sure, but that has to be. <laughs> because like this this, this route right here, he's gets a corner. Right? You know, I don't know. I think this is a corner. I'm pretty sure this is. I may be safety. I'm not sure. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, look, look at look at the, the in and out. This is a, a whip route, right? With which you know, a big part of Earhart Perkins is whip routes. And you kind of see, you know, he's getting separation there. He's in and out of his breaks pretty quick. So is I, I don't know what's going on with that combine, but I mean, I really, really like the way he gets in and out of his breaks. See, once like look, look the quickness in and out of his break right there. He's he's open. He doesn't get the football, but he's open. And you can see it one more time here. And then, you know, on this one, he does drop the football, but you watch him get in and out of his breaks here at this route at the top of his stem, right? It's really quick. Boom. He's he's already out of it. He dropped the football, but, you know, oh. like said, right? That's against the corner, too. But you you see, like, it's weird. It's super weird to me. Like, just uh, I was kind of shocked when I saw his numbers. But that's a tight end I really like. And I think because the athleticism numbers, he's going to be there in the fifth round. And I think that's somebody that – you could bring in the fifth round. Now let's get to the freak. Jelani Woods, which he might not be there, but, you know, with tight ends, you never know. I, I got I to gotta stop with these numbers because I need you guys to look at this. So he is 6'7", 253. He runs a 4.6140. He has a 37.5 vert. He has a three cone of 6.95, and he That's has really a bench close. of 24. All right. And this guy was a quarterback coming out in high school. Numbers. He was a quarterback. I have no idea. Wow. I watched his high school tape. I have no idea why he moved from quarterback. I still don't understand it. <laughs> That's think of that as a he's a first round pick as a quarterback with those numbers. All right, here we go. So and he's just he just looks like he's playing with children. As you, there's Jelani Woods, you could tell, but the huge human right yeah. there. And just good hands to him. He's a great football player, right? And it's hard to tackle, and he's just a, just a monster. And he is a good blocker, near great blocker. All right, so we're going to watch some of this technique. And this guy's never played tight end. He never played tight end before. Right? Like he, he's pass blocking like he's a tackle. This guy's going nowhere on this one. All right, here's another another great block here. You know, oh, sorry, this, this is a, a route, right? So he's getting wide open right here. Nice catch. Nice hands, catches the back shoulder, and then you can't tackle him. You just bounce off him because he's huge. He's a humongous. He's a humongous human. He's <laughs> just a monster. And like I said, he's an, a near great blocker. I'm telling you, he, he doesn't have a lot of bad blocks. Watching me the second level here, just move this safety like he's nothing. Create nothing. He's not a, he's a little ch little child. Right here, he is a, a pretty good route right here. In and out of breaks, quick route, wide open, great hands, catching that ball, all hands, can't tackle him. You got to fight because he's, like I said, he's just a humongous human. And here's another great block right here from Jelani. Oh, you know, skip past this to show this one. All right, that's right, right. Here we go. This is a, and, and you know, sometimes with his routes right here, you know, sometimes he can be a little bit stiff. Run out of his routes, so I, you know maybe he might fall to eighty six because I mean he's not like a, I mean even Travis Kelsey went the third round, right? But I mean he's not yeah. like a, a dynamic 
route runner. So you kind of see he's a little bit stiff and even gets pressed. There's nothing. He doesn't offer anything. But we talked about that with tight ends. I mean, you don't, you're not really not expecting a super amazing route runner because I still feel like if you, the quarterback threw it to him, he might have a chance to catch that. All right. Uh, just because of his size and, you know, the way that he handles himself there. And here's another route right here from him. Right. And you kind of see the in and out of his breaks. He's able to get a quick jab step, break inside, boom, he's open. I mean, with his size, that's open, especially against that type of player. You get a good throw, he's going to catch that ball. All right. Now, this is one of my guys that I feel like, you know, this is really like a fourth round tight end that I feel like the new coaching staff will really like is Jake Ferguson. He's 6'5, 250, 4.81. 31.5, kind of typical, typical tight end athleticism, but the broad jump, you know, the 9-10 broad jump, right? That is a uh, like a 90 percentile for a tight end. So he, oh, really? he has explosion. Hmm. Yeah. So he's explosive. Okay. So even with some of those those 40 times, right? You see how explosive he is, and he's he is, you know, probably one of my favorite blockers here because you're gonna watch him take on Aiden Hutchinson in a second, but you see him right here. Over here, he's got this guy. Has, he's not even close to the play. He's just blocking him out of oblivion, right? Jake Ferguson. And, you know, he comes from Wisconsin, so he's blocking because that's what they're going to do. They're going to run the football, right? So I, I just want to show David. I, just, I did this because I just want to show David, David Ojobo because I just want to – this bend is crazy. I just added this guy. So I did, there's nothing to do with Jake Ferguson. Just look at this bend. Look at that. It's nuts. And it has nothing to do with anything. All right, so <laughs> Jake Ferguson again here at the split zone against Aiden Hutchinson. Look at this block, just embracing that, right? You see he's kind of a monster there. The blocks kind of hold the H. Hutchinson there, who definitely cannot be blocked. The tape is amazing, right? Here we go again against Aiden Hutchinson, taking that impact because, you know, Aiden Hutchinson brings the impact every single time. Kind of a little holding his own as a tight end against that type of player is – amazing to me and i just kind of love that he's able to hold us down even get a pancake right so you don't bring that back i mean that's against the number one pick in the draft and that is where i really like jake and you kind of see his he is going against a guy with great technique look at eight hundred's pad level but you know jake ferguson he's embracing it he's taking it he's got good base there he's still able to hold on hold his anchor there right and still able to get a pancake against one of the best players in the draft or the best player in the draft. And then as a wide receiver, he's not hes not too shabby. This, this is what I'm talking about, the perfect number two guy, right? Because even if you want to go two tight ends and run some routes, you could throw the ball to Jake. Look at this catch, right? In traffic, hold on to the football, first down. And then he points at you, right? And you see it from the back end. Play action, get the split, you know, right? And just look at these hands, right? Pure catch. Amazing, mm. right? I really like that. And, he, and he, even here, you kind of tell that he's really smooth in and out of his breaks. Smooth there, right? Smooth little route running. He helps his quarterback out. Good hands, makes a play. So I really like Jake Ferguson, too, as a tight end that can really come in and block and help out a lot with this offense and not have to, you know, really take away from, you know, Darren Waller or anything like that. So I really like those type of players. Um that I that I showed. I really don't like James Mitchell that much, to be honest. I mean, James Mitchell was boring. It was, it was really not really exciting, and definitely somebody that I could see being like undrafted. Maybe the the Raiders are looking at. But other than that, uh, I really like those other tight ends that I shown, especially Jelani Woods. He's a freak. 
I he might not be there. I don't know what somebody's gonna take him. I love a lot of people are really, really high on Jelani. But um Jake Ferguson is somebody I really like for the Raiders for the what they're looking for. Cause I know they're looking for a tight end. They're looking for a tight end that can block. They're looking for that second tight end that can come in and block and you know, pass block when they need to. If you know, if they're they feel like a right tackle's not having a good day, they they can have a tight end help chip and block. And I think Jake Ferguson's that perfect guy, especially like in the fourth round, that he can come in and he has that pedigree from Wisconsin and the run game. He has great hands and he's not a bad receiver. He's still a good receiver that he could be a great complement tight end, right? And even if if you know we talk about if Darren Waller does go down, I think Ferguson's a little bit has more upside as a tight end, mm. as a starting tight end, than let's say, you know, Foster Monroe at this point or anybody else they have on the roster. So, but yeah, that's, um, that's kind of my thoughts on the tight ends that I saw that could fill in. But what are your thoughts? So what I love about this conversation, I mean, safeties and tight ends, there have been historically kind of undervalued. So, you know, your best tight end, your best safety, there might be available in, in round two, you know, uh, whereas like other premier positions, you know, you'll have like five or six of them go before round two even comes around. Right. So um, there is a chance, you know, that a good tight end is available for the Raiders. I think of a strong likelihood. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you're telling me that this is a great draft to find a blocking tight end, you know, um, that's interesting to me. Going back to Weidermeyer, Windemeyer, I don't know how you say yeah. that guy's name. Weidermeyer, yeah. Um, you know, he reminds me of someone like Kendall Blanton, who came out of Missouri. And yeah. I watched Kendall Blanton, and I liked him. I thought he was a fantastic blocker, and I thought he could move a little bit. Um, but then he gets his combine, and he runs a you know a four nine eight, you know twenty eight, and I'm like, what? This is not right. He's an SEC tight end. No way is he that bad of, of an athlete, right? Yeah. You know. So, um, but then you see him on tape. This guy Weidermeyer, he's like getting open deep. You know. So there's no way he's running a five second forty you know, uh, when he's healthy or whatever it is, you know, so maybe just, maybe he's just bad getting out of a stance and not a, not a track guy, you know, but uh, you know, you, you, you trust what you see on tape in terms of play speed there. And if, and if he's a great blocker, maybe that's a guy who comes at a great discount, like around seven guy, you know what I'm saying? Because of the bad combine, but (laughs) yeah. And, and we don't have to have a complete player. I know what you're saying. Jake Ferguson upside in case Darren Waller goes down, right? But we don't need mm. a complete player because the Raiders don't Raiders don't need a starting tight end. They need a complementary tight end. They need a a a position guy like who comes in and blocks and does like certain things and mm. sees maybe like 15 snaps a game. Like that's who yeah. the Raiders need right now. And I guess Foster Moreau is not that guy. So other guys, you know, that we're seeing, I mean, it looks like there's a, there's a good selection. Yeah, yeah. That's why, you know, the Falcon Coast Carolina, uh, that's why I really feel like that he, Isaiah Likely, I really feel like that he should be the pick. That's what they're looking for because I think Isaiah Likely has, he's not as fast as Johnny Smith, right? He doesn't have the athleticism of Johnny Smith, but I, he has a lot of ability to make players miss in space. So, and he is a great blocker, right? And that's kind of my favorite for that position. If they really wanted to draft somebody, it would be Isaiah Likely. Um, just because he has that ability to make somebody miss if he ran a quick out and, you know, he got, he caught the football or it was a quick check down, chipped, chipped, uh, a chip block guy and caught a quick check down. He could take it on first down and make it like eight yards and you know, make some players miss. And that's what I really like about, uh, Isaiah likely, uh, but he, he doesn't have great athleticism either. Right. He didn't have a great athletic profile at all, really. Um, 
And really, none of these tight ends do besides Woods. I mean, Woods' profile is nuts. I, but he, he's a quarterback, in my opinion. I don't know why he's playing tight end. I just, I would never. Ch- I, you know, that's, I, just, yeah, that's I, interesting. I, I was gonna, I was gonna show some of his high school tape because I just, I still, I watch his high school tape. Like, so why did he move to tight end? I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out for a while, and I, I'm sure he just wanted to play. And that's why he moved to tight end. But uh, man, so did Jelani Woods come as a top thirty visit? That's what I was gonna ask. The, Did this he? guy's saying top thirty. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see that one. Um, we'll go if through. Did, man, I'm really. Let, let me see what Justin M says about it on Twitter. But um, yeah, I mean, shoot, if they're looking at him, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, that that's somebody that he has a lot of upside. Yeah, uh, and you're right. Cool story, bro. He does have a ten ras. His ras is freaky, right? So he has a freaky ras. Um, and it, he he was very exciting to watch on tape. I'm not gonna lie. I, that, I feel like, but that's that's a that's a number one tight end though. I feel like he has a lot of number one upside, and I feel like you want to get him targets. He needs targets. He needs plays, and you want him to kind of be more part of the offense than somebody like a Jake Ferguson or a Widemeyer, who is more of a a blocking tight end who can kind of get you some, some check downs or some kind of plays or, you know, some other, uh, or, uh, Isaiah likely that type of player. So man, yeah. If they, if they, if they brought Jelani Woods in, uh Oh man, don't, don't let Jelani fall. <laughs> That'd be a great pick. I'd be excited about taking Woods as he has a lot of upside. That is a freak. And he could be an emergency quarterback if you need it to me, in my opinion. <laughs> so he's an emergency quarterback. But anyways, confirmed, uh, confirmed. Jelani Woods top thirty. Wow, with the Raiders, and I, I think it's interesting. They brought in Christian Christian Watson too, Devontae uh, Wyatt, which is uh, super interesting because you know Christian Watson could still fall too. I know that knows a lot of buzz with us with him, but he still went to North Dakota State, and, you know, you know NFL teams, and he can't catch really. So he might be there. I mean, that would be a great pick. I'd be ecstatic if that happened, but. Uh, same with Woods too. I'd be excited if they took Woods. That'd be a player that I really like. So, but I'd be excited if they took Ferguson in the fourth round too. I I really like that pick. But all right, any other uh, thoughts on uh, tight ends? Anything else? Um, um, yeah, no. I mean, one thing I will say, you know, I uh, everyone said Foster Moreau was a great blocker coming out of college. So when I cut on the tape, I did not see any evidence of that. And I remember posting my breakdown on Twitter, showing him not being able to blog and everyone attacking me saying, (laughs) you don't get to wear number 18 at LSU unless you're a great blogger. And just like, you know, just uh, people could not come to grips with him not being a good blogger. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, he's a great athlete is what Foster Moreau is. But we already have an even better athlete the Raiders have at tight end. Yeah. So you need you need someone that complements him a little better, not just like a diet version of Darren Waller, who um, you know, struggled in primetime last year. Um uh, let's uh let's jump to some questions okay. while uh while we're while we're still here. Okay. Um I, I'm getting a question. Did you watch Amare Barno? Amari Barno, I've not got to Amari Barno yet, but I did watch him at the senior bowl. I think it was at the okay. Senior Bowl. Yeah, I believe watching the Senior Bowl. I mean, he really, I think he was there. That's what, that, he really didn't stand out. I know he had a freakish combine, though. I know. I know. Yes, what I'm talking about. The, the combine, combine, the combine is freaky, obviously. Um, yeah. 
I did. I, I watched. I watched like one game, so I, I I can't you know give you like a really good synopsis of this guy, but he definitely looks like he's got a a, a lot of room to grow in terms of his you know ability to play um, in the NFL. You know, um, I think that right now he's probably out athleting people out there a little bit. Yeah, and you usually when you see edges who are just out athleting people, it takes a couple years for their skill level to catch up and be uh, effective in the NFL. So, but yeah, I mean, look with that athletic profile shoot. Yes. Let's, let's draft him for sure. F- fifth round, sixth round. Heck yeah. If he's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting another question here about Bubba Bolden. Have not watched Bubba Bolden. Uh, he's on my list of safeties to watch. I mean, there's so many safeties uh, to get through here, uh, but didn't, did get around to Bubba Bolden from Miami. So that that's on my list. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, any other questions we got here, man? I'm trying to see. Oh, Troy Anderson. I did watch Troy Anderson. Troy Anderson was interesting, man, because he played slot corner more than he played linebacker when I watched him on tape. He was a slot corner, and he's 243 pounds. <laughs> so I thought that was super interesting, and he didn't look that bad there. So I, I think that he's a very versatile player. He's definitely not – as athletic on tape as he is on uh, film. He has one of the most embarrassing tackle, uh, broken ankle plays you'll see, but like his athleticism almost helps him bounce back and not get his ankles broken. So I could tell oh, how okay. he is an athlete, but he like bounced to like avoid his ankles getting broken. So I was like, oh, you're very athletic, but man, you need to break down when you tackle. He doesn't break down very well when he tries to tackle. So he definitely needs to get to learn how to do that, which I think is very coachable. Um, but he's definitely, you can tell how athletic he is on tape. He's a freak, uh, Trey Anderson. So that would be somebody like later on in the draft that I think it might be there as well. Uh, where, and where did Trey Anderson go? Montana State. Montana State. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, but he, I'm, FCS though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So that he, he might fall, but he is almost 250 pounds, bro. And he's a freak. Like he literally plays slot corner, bro. He's playing slot corner. So. That's uh, very strange. Very strange at 240 pounds. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But probably at that level, you know, at the uh, you know playing the caliber of players he's playing, and he's so much more af- af- um, a better athlete than them, he could do that. But he still showed a lot of man coverage ability that I really liked on tape. So I really like Trey Anderson. But um, tackling and breaking down and making a tackle and coming down as a safety and a linebacker and getting in and making a tackle, I don't know about that. <laughs> He, he literally was like a 240 pound slot corner, which is, I thought was weird. So, yeah. Strange. Yeah. Um, He's a great blitzer. Question here. Great blitzer. Yeah, go ahead. From uh, um, this guy, dude, dumbass dude, BD, what's your thoughts on Trayvon Mullen? Uh, do you think Hobbs could play that Jalen Ramsey role? So, um, I would, so I guess what I'm assuming that you're saying the Jalen Ramsey role is the uh, star nickel. Uh, corner in like a man match scheme. I'm not sure that they're going to get into a man match scheme. That's not what uh, Graham has done. So he doesn't have that role in his defense. So um, if you're asking about like that potentially being a, a, an option, I'm not sure if that's going to be an option. And I wouldn't um, be confident with many people being able to play that role in the NFL. So um, I'll just leave it at that. And then BD, what's your thoughts on Trayvon Mullen? So, so I think Trayvon Mullen is definitely um, a part of the plans here. His ability to play man is crucial to to any defense. You got to play man on the backside. You know when you get soloed up and you get that ISO X. 
that big tight end on the backside, you've got to be able to press that guy. You just can't zone it off every single time. Um, and that's what Trayvon Mullen's hallmark is. You know, he's got some fantastic tape, impressed man. Um, and I think that he's going to be able to play that a little bit more than, you know, he was last year. Um, instead of it just being a coverage check, he'll be in that coverage. He'll be, he'll be impressed man. Um, and I think it's crucial to the defense to have a, to any defense to have a guy that can play press man on the outside like that. So I think he's a big part of the defense going forward this year. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see Trevor Mullen healthy. Um, you know, there was times when he was flashing some, some really damn good press coverage, uh, you know, uh, better than probably any corner that's currently rostered right now. So, uh, I'm confident in him. Uh, I did what you, uh, you know, I saw this question a couple times. I want you to answer this question. What are things that can't be coached? At safety instincts instincts and instincts you know you either have them or you don't you know um you can you can and, and instincts are different than play recognition because play recognition is about film study right so you see mm -hmm. oh he this this wide receiver is breaking out so i'm getting a post from number one because that's what they do on film and going and going there and have, maintaining having great zone maintenance and matching patterns and stuff like that, you can improve in that area, right? But when, you know, when we saw Kirby Joseph break on the ball before the quarterback even threw it, I don't know if you can coach that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's the kind of thing that, honestly, you know, the best DBs, the best safeties have that. Um, and I, I wouldn't feel like I, I wouldn't go to a uh, high school and coach safeties and, and think I can improve their instincts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to focus yeah. on their technique. I'm going to focus on their backpedal. I'm going to focus on, you know, their tackling, uh, pop, their body position when they're tackling. You know, instincts, you either have them or you don't. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, just a couple more questions here uh, from, you know, I got some members here. So, BD and Mark, who do you think Dave Zero would draft at 86? Uh, you know, um, who do I would want at 86 in my personal opinion? If I had to go by kind of positions of need, I mean, if 86 were wide receiver, I would go Alec Pierce. That's just my opinion. I, I'm taking Alec Pierce at 86. I think he's uh, definitely a dynamite wide receiver that I think can, is underrated and he's crazy athletic profile. It doesn't make any sense why he's not getting a lot of buzz. And I think he's a steal at 86, to be, to be honest. If I will go wide receiver, um, you know, defense tackle, uh, you know, there's not a lot of defense tackles there I would take, to be honest, at 86 that I feel like very comfortable with that I, that I'll go there. Um, corners is a lot of guys. I mean, like you talk about Mario Goodrich that you showed. I think that's a really good player that go 86. But um, uh, any other thoughts you got, BD, for uh, 86? Um I just hope it's a low maintenance guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Uh, last question we get to uh, uh, right here from my boy Diego Pena. Any thoughts on the linebacker class? I still think we need to upgrade to learn for, from or take over Perryman. Well, uh, BD had beef with Brady Popinga, a former Green, Green Bay Packers. Uh, <laughs> about that was Devin strange. So maybe he gives some thoughts about the linebackers a little bit. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, that was a surreal, it was probably my most uh, strange Twitter interaction I've ever had uh, with a former NFL linebacker who was saying uh, this phenomenal play from Devin Lloyd was something that his Pop Warner kids could do. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you better win championships every year if that's what you're saying. But um, uh, I think that this is a t top-heavy linebacker class. 
You know, um, I think that they're really good linebackers. There's probably like three of them. And then the rest of these guys are kind of like limited in one way or the other. You know, I think Devin Lloyd and Kobe Dean, probably that's those are your two best linebackers. But you have some upside with guys like Quay Walker and Channing Tindall from Georgia, the other Georgia linebackers, uh, Chad Muma, Darian Beavers. I think these guys, Leo Chanel, these guys are probably limited. You, you're not going to, you know, get like a plus coverage from, you know, some of these guys. But uh, their ability to play downhill, uh, you know, between the tackles is probably pretty good. But, you know, a downhill thumper linebacker, that's, a you know, uh, a later pick. That's probably like a, you know, late day two, day three yeah. pick, you know, yeah. uh, if you don't have that plus in coverage. So um, I think, you know, if they get a linebacker, they probably will get a linebacker, you know, um, and – and I, I haven't did, I haven't done like a deep dive into the linebacker class, so whatever linebacker they pick, I'll just I'll just focus on him and, and I'll do a breakdown for you guys. All right, cool man. Uh, I think that's it, guys. Uh, we're going a little. <clears throat> so uh, uh, definitely appreciate you guys listening and checking this out. You know, uh, definitely come with the listeners. Uh, like I said, you know, join the membership. You guys want some more in depth breakdowns? I got my uh, basically almost every Malcolm Coon snap up there. Just not the Chargers game. So. Uh, um, uh, it's the only game I really didn't cover, but I got like almost every other one. So uh, we got almost every Malcolm Coon snap up on the membership. I got Isaiah Likely up there. You might already watch that, but I got the membership too. So we're going to be dropping some more stuff there too as well, guys. So make sure you guys join that. And then, of course, you know, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the channel. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Mark John NFL at BD Williams 18 And uh, we're out. Like I said, appreciate it, guys. Peace. Peace, y'all.